Welcome back, everybody, to Comics and Pop-Tarts Podcast. I'm your host, Inevitable Mike. Thank you for listening to another exciting episode. Tonight, we have an awesome guest uh, from uh, Lesser Known Comics. Thank you for coming on to the show. But before we get started, I have a Substack um, that you can be a part of now to get to know more about me, my creative process, and uh, some of the things about comics that I find interesting. Uh, most notably this past week, I talked about George Perez, and also I did a highlight of my free comic book day where I got to hang out with Brian King, former DC artist, then John Labatard, who both uh, run a company called uh, One, Foot, One Foot in the Grave Props. Uh, and they make uh, board games, which they've been demoing around the uh, the Tri-Southern County area here in the Gulf Coast. Uh, you can check it out by going to comicsandpoptarts.substack.com. It's completely free. Uh, and I do want, I do, I do it every week. Um, unfortunately, we have another death to report this week in the comic book world. Brazilian comic book artist Daijo Lima passed away at the age of 34 from heart complications after a cardiac arrest event. It is supremely sad. He was a teacher. Um, he leaves a loving family and a huge cast of friends behind. Uh, I did not have time to look up any of his work, but you do now. If you want to pay your respects, you can go to his social media on Twitter, IG, and Facebook. And tonight's guest is um, a gentleman from Lesser Known Comics. He has a um, Kickstarter out right now called The Batch 4, made up of several comics, which we're about to talk about. Mark Bernal, is am I, am I pronouncing that correct? Yep, you got it. Thanks so All much right, for having man. me on the show. Oh, no problem, man. Thanks for coming on. I know it was kind of a last-minute thing. I try to schedule one or two weeks out, but um, I get really antsy and excited when I meet new creators, especially over Twitter, which is proving to be a, a hell of a network tool <laughs> uh, as of late. So uh, thanks, man, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, and I hope my listeners do, too. Um, we uh, stream in nine different countries now. Uh, it is completely amazing the turn of events that have happened for this podcast in the last six months. So I'm, I'm glad you could be part of that Pop Tarts, Pop Tarts Nation family. I'm still kind of coining what we're going to call ourselves, but uh, yeah, man. So you're a comic book creator. Uh, you have this awesome thing I'd like to point out too that you made uh, very, very well known in uh, the Batch Four Kickstarter that I got a chance to look over, um, called a No Amazon Clause. So this is the first time I've ever seen a creator creator do that and it's in honor of the comic book shops in your local area am i correct you want to speak a little bit about that for me yeah um so uh with you know as as a lot of people you know we had free comic book day what you know gosh it, it feels like it was just like last weekend it's probably longer right. um <laughs> it was literally um, literally though i think it was literally last weekend or the weekend before <laughs> last like it was, it was a couple weeks ago wasn't too long ago Every day feels like a month in the comic book world. Uh, but yeah, the, you know, everyone knows how much of an amazing experience that is. And um, people who have, you know, a really good uh, local comic shop they go to, um, you know, the, the, the amount of knowledge and expertise and, um, and I guess like, you know, candor, you know, uh, that you get from a, from a local comic book store. Oh, yeah. uh, owner or employee right you know um when they tell you something's awesome it, it it means something right you know um and you know so you know first and foremost like you know they're the lifeblood of of the of the comic book scene and you know uh, we have about 14 different creators that work with us in lesser known comics and 
um, you know, there's, there's no shortage of comic book shops that have, you know, let them set up a table, you know, let them come down for do for free comic book day, um, or just, um, sit and, you know, shoot the shit with us, you know, and, and tell us, you know, Hey, you're a new company, you know, let me, let me, you know, just share some pointers and parts some wisdom and things like that. And, um, you know, I, I, you're not going to get that, um, from a, from a platform like Amazon, you know, Amazon's, Amazon's, you know, not, not bad for, you know, certain things, you know, definitely, um, you know, you can get, you know, things, um, delivered to you. And if you live in a remote area where you can't get to the grocery store or to the whatever, very easily, like, I understand that, you know, and obviously what they got with invisible, invincible and stuff like that on, on prime, like I'm, you know, not going to hate on them for, for putting, you know, bringing some more comics, you know, to, um, you know, for us to see, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, uh, you know, supporting those local businesses and supporting your, you know, um, local comic shops, those, those things go, you know, hand in glove. So, um, you know, we just made the decision early on that, uh, Amazon was not going to be a platform for us, uh, to, to distribute comics from, uh, just because we were, we we're more, um, you know, wanted to just make sure that our involvement uh, from a retail scene, you know, uh, only goes, you know, to, to local comic shops, uh, you know, for those reasons that just listed. That's, that's awesome, man. That's really crass too. It takes a, it takes a, I'm going to say, be, be, be quite frank about it. It takes a lot of balls to say no to the digital e-commerce that is Amazon um, for the favorable community e-commerce or the, the, the infutile, ability of local commerce and like a state and local and county area. Um, but you build, you build like a positive fan base uh, wherever you are. And that's how it used to be done. Right. Like you used to go from comic book shop to comic book shop to comic book shop. And while you were doing con to con to con and you would build local fan bases and, and kind of build troops and tribes like wherever you went. And then when the internet came, it was just like a lot of people bypassed that and went straight to digital market. Cause I mean, um, it's easier on printing. Um, you don't have to disperse physical stuff. So that, that meant cutting out a lot of jobs. Um, that also meant no customer service, right? So if you got a digital file that was messed up, you, you emailed the creator directly, they fixed it with their design guy and they got it back over to them. It takes a lot of craft, man. I, I applaud you for that. Um, that's, that's true creatorship right there to true artistry to trust the, uh, the business of local shops over over e-commerce uh do you feel like you guys are, are missing a large part of the pie are you guys all comfortable in your ability to earn elsewhere um uh, uh and not count so much on like one one specific way uh to to net income uh for lesser known comics uh well you know we're we're a new uh we've only been doing this um uh, a little bit more than a year uh so you know i think you know, everything that we're experiencing is, you know, in, in that, um, you know, unique experience of being, a, you know, um, uh, a, a really new create, you know, a company. Uh, so, you know, but one of the other things, you know, outside of, um, you know, the, you know, Amazon and, and, and those kind of spaces is, um, you know, talk to indie creators and how important Kickstarter is, you know, to, you know, to their, um, you know, their revenue stream, it's, you know, that's, you know, that's one that's, 
you know, kind of surprising. I don't know how long lived that, you know, it's going to be, you know, crowdfunding, you know, everyone right. says, oh, you know, this is going to be a flash in the pan. They've been saying that for the, you know, a, over a decade now. Um, so, you know, I think um, there's some longevity in that. And then we're starting to see more things like um, having retailer uh, tiers and pledges and things like that so that retailers can get their local comic shop, you know, starter pack or whatever uh, through that which gives them a little bit more confidence as well. And like a title to be like, okay, you know, I could carry this on my shelf because, you know, I actually have some metrics to look at. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you know, the other part too, I think, you know, not just, you know, that Amazon portion that the local comic shops are up against, I think, you know, also as a new creator, um, you know, the distribution is, you know, I gotta say, is 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 an absolute nightmare, <laughs> you know, to just kind of, you know, to be frank about it, um, and uh, you know, having to deal with, um, uh, you know, it was all diamond, and then you had, um, you know, kind of the the recent upheaval and <laughs> and all that. So it's been it's a difficult terrain to navigate. So I guess I just say all that to say that um, our experience is probably unique because we're in a unique point in time and that we're also um uh unique in the fact that we're just so new to the scene um uh, so you know most of what we're doing right now is just to get our name out okay awesome man and speaking of new you guys got a um you guys have a book uh, or several books called batch number four out on kickstarter right now um congratulations on funding you guys are like the first time i've ever seen a total amount reached as the total amount, not like 3,004 or 3,052. It's like right at 3K. <laughs> yeah, I think the last person just saw, because uh, I, I, that happened like right before the show, uh, you know, I came on the show here and, and I, I went and looked at the dashboard and that last pledge, um, they did some random number to like make it right at um, the 3,000. So, um, you know, so that last backer off to send a extra thank you note or put something cool in their in their order because uh, that that was kind of rad <laughs> to see. That's awesome, man. And um, so let's talk about batch number four. Um, it's not just one comic; it's several comics. Uh, if you want to speak to the titles and like the stories, kind of what they're about, maybe go over some of the characters and some of the creators that are on your team that are attached to these titles. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, this is our, this is our fourth iteration of it. Um, third one that we've done on a, on a Kickstarter. So, you know, we started off, um, you know, like I said, a year ago, and it was just me that was going to work with a couple concept, uh, you know, artists to do, you know, concept art for a book I was working on. And, and, you know, I was going to pick from one of those three and then, you know, work on my own book that way. And, um, fell in love with all three of them. And I was like, okay, guess, you know, I guess we're gonna have to work on three books because I, you know, <laughs> have to do, you know, I have to make comics with all of you now. And those guys and, and gal um, ended up serving as like a lightning rod. So a bunch of illustrators and comic creators started reaching out to me and saying, hey, you know, can I make my book with you? Can I make my book with you? And, um, you know, we try to focus as, you know, lesser known comics, right? Like on, you know, a lot of first time creators or, um, or maybe more established creators who want to do something that's kind of like more boutique or, you know, um, you know, a little subculture or whatever. Um, 
so we group our books when we release them in these batches um, so that we can kind of give each other a bigger megaphone. So yeah, this is the you know fourth time doing that. And um, the batch four has three books in it. One graphic novel called uh, Tank McGregor um, kind of serves as like our headliner. And then the two other books with it are um, called uh, Death Wish and Good Night, which are, um, um, you know, like, sh you know, shorter minis that, um, you know, kind of like, um, you know, they're just kind of like our undercard so that you can get, uh, you know, three books, you know, in a, uh, in one Kickstarter, you know, um, uh, reward set. And then you, know, you can say, okay, I dig Tank McGregor and oh, okay. I kind of like this uh, Death Wish or kind of like Good Night. Let me see what else, you know, that uh, lesser known comics puts out from those creators. Um, you know, because the graphic novels, you know, the, you, you can't churn them out every <laughs> every month. Uh, but some of those other books, yeah, uh, we have coming them more regularly. Okay, so um, Take McGregor uh, is is created by uh, Ronaldo Garza. Am I correct? Yeah, um, that they, one looks like, that one looks like a really big epic sci-fi type filler. Uh, what's what's Tank McGregor about? Uh, yeah, Ray Garza, um, amazing illustrator, amazing writer. Uh, and it's a, you know, kind of a down on his luck space bounty hunter, um, you know, type of archetype. Uh, and he's trying to track down this like renegade sex robot or Ray would probably correct me and say, no, it's a pleasure bot mark, you know? Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's gone on a murderous rampage and, you know, uh, Tank McGregor has got to, got to track her down. And, um, you know, he really, uh, he's really into, you know, big sci-fi, you know, fantasy adventure, but also like, it's got that eighties action, you know, kind of like, um, you know, whether it's RoboCop or Judge Dredd or, um, it's just the eighties, nineties. Right. Um, uh, so he's, you know, he's uh, from the, you know, film scene. So he's like, um, interesting story. Like he actually grew up in, in, in Mexico and his uh, folks, like they had like a, like a little video rental store. So he grew up just like, you know, what I would think is like the dream scenario, right. To like, just have like, imagine walking into a blockbuster and just being like, I can, I could watch any of these movies anytime, you know, just, um, so he's definitely a, a student of pop culture. Um, but he leans into kind of, you know, as he says, like taking the piss out of everything where it's just, you know, um, you know, the jokes are very, um, uh, you know, I, you know, kind of like dad jokes, you know, but kind of just <laughs> like, you know, really, you know, like, uh, cheesy one-liners that just like are so well-placed that, um, you know, uh, it, you know, I just found myself laughing the whole time. And, and um, uh, I'm excited for this, uh, because it's our first graphic novel series that we're like starting from the ground up, we, we inherited one, um, Digital Lizards of Doom, that was one that we um, started publishing, but they were already on book three. Um, so it's really exciting to get into to something like from the beginning and um, his plans for this series are, you know, are just absolutely epic. So he's, I think he's 75 pages into the next uh, graphic novel. So he's, he's, uh, uh, he's cranking it out. 
Awesome, man. That's that's incredibly difficult, too, as a comic creator. I've found um, being just a writer and not so much the illustrator, it's hard to find people who have the stamina to pump out more than one or two pages a week. Um, if you could find somebody who could do 75 pages inside of a month or two, that's like publishing level great. So that's awesome. Yeah, and I think the big thing about him and, you know, you know, one of the important things, I guess, you know, to note about, you know, um, uh, you know, like I mentioned, we got about 14 creators that work with us. And then we have about, uh, I think, like six that are, I would say, like onboarding, you know, they maybe do variant cover type stuff with us. And they're, you know, fooling around with some concepts that we haven't, you know, exactly greenlit, greenlit yet. But um, uh, Ray, he's, you know, he's making, not only just making those comics, but he's like, oh, you know, you, you, you guys need a promo video? Let me, let me knock that out because he's got film skills. Um, he made a bunch of um, like kind of like memes with like fake quotes from like Humphrey Bogart to, uh, to, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, uh, I, I made, uh, Grace, yeah, Grace Kelly was the one that he posted today. You know, it's like, I didn't know true love until I read Tank McGregor. So oh, he's, well, I'm, he's, I'm truly sad he wasn't able to make it then. He sounds like a character. <laughs> yeah, he's actually um, uh, he's streaming uh, 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 um, on Twitch right now with um, one of our other um, illustrators uh, named Nico Muda. They they do. Uh, I guess they're I guess they're doing Tank McGregor fan art uh, tonight. Um, so, oh, uh, and you want to you want to holler out that Twitch handle? Holler it out. Uh, at, yeah, t- uh, twitch.com slash Nico Nico Muda N I C O N I C O M U D A. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Nico's also amazing. Um, their books uh, coming out in batch five. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm super stoked for that as well. We and 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 you know, to 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 raise credit you know, just such a team player. And, you know, that's kind of one of the, uh, the ethos of, of lesser known comics. You know, we, we say a lot, you know, of, um, you know, as, as, as any of you or any of your listeners would know that there's just so much talent out there. Um, and, uh, but, you know, we say a lot, Hey, it, I don't care how well you're doing individually, you know, if you're not, looking at the people to the left and right in you and figuring out how to help them, you know, and, you know, if, if you got something that they don't have, you know, or vice versa, if you guys aren't, you know, exchanging that stuff, teaching each other how to do things and looking out for each other, checking in with each other, right? Like, you know, the, you get some, you get some low days sometimes, you know, making comics where that inner voice is beating up on you and, you know, just, reaching out to somebody and be like, Hey, you know, what you're making is awesome. You know, keep it up. That, that goes, that goes so far. So, um, you know, uh, and, and raise, you know, among the best in the group, um, you know, on that front. Yeah, man, he's a very talented artist and, and you're right. There's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cinematographic uh, style on the Tank Gregor cover um, that kind of like, it's, it's really popping off a lot of old school action movie films. Uh, definitely. Um, Oh man, you just said it a while ago. Oh, Judge Dredd. Uh, yeah, definitely some Judge Dredd. Uh, definitely some Cowboy Bebop, uh, Lone Robot, um, old school, old school anime. 
um, and a bunch of other stuff, man. It just it looks really cool. Switching gears now, here's here's your baby, Death Wish. Um, I'm very intrigued. Um, colorful, diverse looking people. Lots of hot look, lots of hot looking cars. I'm a big car guy. Um, not so much the technical aspect, but I do like to look at them. They're very awesome. I live on the coast, so scraping the coast. Um, there's another one that comes uh, before that. Uh, there's always some fly ass cars driving around here. I used to work at a uh, at a casino. I was in um I was in a valet. I used to drive a lot of cool cool ones. Uh, um, one of my favorites was the uh, the '69 Chevelle, and I got to drive a uh, 2021 Corvette. Yeah, my They're... best friend growing up drew, it drove a Chevelle. It was it was so really sweet. cool. They're yeah, they're so high and and man, it was just, it's just a smooth ride. So yeah, I grew up. Um, one of my best friends' um, uh, dad uh, built houses, and he also built um, uh, built cars. And um, he had. Um, uh, so we used to work the summers, uh, for his dad, you know, doing the cleanup on the construction site. Um, and, uh, the, uh, the character dagger, um, from, uh, death wish looks an awful lot like, uh, my best friend's dad, uh, and talks a lot like him as well. It's probably, it's probably just the same guy I just gave him a new name. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, I had worked with the illustrator, Kieran Quinn on another book um that he had come and approached me uh, with another writer and uh it was like gritty crime noir set in new york it was all very dark and you know um and i had looked at kieran's feed on on instagram and he had a bunch of goofy stuff in there like everything from like a mummy wearing boxer shorts to like this like army guy who had like a turtle, like for a helmet type of thing. Um, so, you know, I was like, Hey, I want to give you something that's kind of zany and fun and action packed and like something where like, you know, we could just put like the craziest stuff in there and, you know, it, it's all going to make sense in the world. Um, and, uh, so we came up with this, you know, demolition derby car race kind of story. Um, and, uh, you know, as we were working through it, we were like, you know, okay, well, you know, what are the rules? And like, we kept being like, well, I guess, you know, we don't, we don't have to have like hard and fast rules. We can have like the, you know, a character, you know, kind of, you know, figure out trying, you know, trying to figure out the rules of this thing, but it can be zany, like the same way as like, um, you know, Mario Kart and the fact that, you know, you can be in first place one second and then, you know, maybe someone hits you with a, with a rocket launcher and you're, <laughs> um, you know, shot back to last place. Uh, and, you know, I'm like really twist, excited. Like Twisted Metal Rocket League. Oh, I love it. Yeah. You know, I, I pitch it a lot like, you know, Mad Max meets Speed Racer. But yeah, a Twisted Metal was in my head like, you know, a, a ton. And um, it's also, um, you know, I kind of like, um, you know, I grew up in the music scene and, you know, I love the idea of like, you know the mosh pit can get crazy right and oh, but, myself yeah you know but at the same time like you know like a good mosh pit you know in, in, a, in a good you know scene you know they see somebody hit the floor what they're going to grab them they can pick them up make sure that they're not you know going to get trampled on you know it's um you know you're supposed to get bruised up but you know not necessarily uh <laughs> nobody's out serious. there <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
So, um, and I'm excited for that one because, uh, you know, we're starting to, um, uh, we use the Marvel method a lot where, you know, I tell them how the, the beginning of the race is going to start and how the end of the race is going to end and, you know, some of the key things. But, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent in letting visual storytellers, you know, I don't, I don't need to tell him in crazy detail what an explosion is going to look like or, you know, um, you know, the consequences of firing a rocket or shooting a flamethrower or all that, like that's, that's all him. And, and then the nice part about that is when I get the pages back, I get the same experience as the reader, you know, to a certain extent where, um, you know, who catch me by surprise. I'm like, Oh man, I can't believe you put that in there, you know, like, uh, so, you know, I get some magic that way too. Yeah, that's that's freaking awesome, man. There's there's nothing better as a creator than uh than getting back a fresh page and seeing your your like all your written words take visual life. It's it's there's there's really no other feeling like it to be completely honest. I couldn't really describe anything else. Um any it's just unique. Um it's it's you can't you can't put it next to like any physical pleasure. You couldn't put it next to your favorite birthday present. At any given year and any point in time in your past, uh, you couldn't put it next to like walking across the stage if you graduated or receiving an award. It's just seeing what you what what you started and what started in your head and transferred from your fingertips to a piece of paper into somebody else's head and then through their fingertips. It's like the synergy of it. it's just like wow, what people can accomplish together is amazing. Yeah, you know, one of the things about um, so so lesser known comics is split into two kinds of comics. We have the creator owned stuff like Tank McGregor, where you know Ray brings me, you know, um, a finished book, you know, and and um, there's very little like editorial control. The only things that you know we really try and make sure is that you know um, that when it's printed, it's going to print you know nice. That the color is going to look the way that it's supposed to look, you know things are spelled right and obvious you know that and then we right. have um you know the lesser known universe and those are um the characters that uh i initially developed um it follows um you know one main character her name's danny she's um she's like our wolverine she's lived all these different lives over you know the course of 1850s to um present day and um you know, but instead of like Wolverine, who is like the best at what he does, she's like kind of like haphazardly like messing with magic and, you know, going on these crazy adventures and her sidekicks are always getting like roped into like whatever piss poor, conse you know, uh, consequences from her piss poor decision making, you know, are, are you know, um, you know, playing out in it and then the individual issue. And uh, that has been kind of a sandbox that we let illustrators and, and even writers come in and, you know, they'll, um, uh, you know, they'll do like a six pager or an eight or nine or 10 pager or something like that to say, okay, you know, um, let's do something within that universe. You know, it takes a lot of pressure off of them to not have to develop out like a whole universe on their own. Right. Uh, we get we get a taste of like working together, you know, just from a standpoint of, you know, timeline and and also, you know, like I can be a little crazy and erratic, like not like like, you know, mean or anything, but just like, you know, 
I changed my mind a million times and stuff like that. So, you know, we get, a, it's better to figure out like if you enjoy working together, like on something short rather than like going into like a, you know, graphic novel or even a 22 pager together and being like, eh, we don't really work together that well. So um, it's, you know, it's been nice, um, you know, to, to meet new, new creators that way. And, and like you said, you know, like not just the art of, we've also have writers who take, you know, things I've started and taken in their own direction. And I'm just like, you know, blown away with what they come up with. And I'm like, Oh, you got that out of that story. Like I, (laughs) (laughs) an idea I wrote down after lunch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're going here now. Are we? Oh man. Jupiter's really long, far away. How'd you get there from where I was? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's awesome, man. So you have this process where like you take in, you take in, uh, take in like written work and you work and develop and, kind of build and, and niche out those relationships with creators. And then you also have um, you guys as individual creator owned stuff and which you just distribute under the, under the brand name. So, so what seems to be the direction of lesser known comics? I mean, you guys have this really awesome, no Amazon clause where, where you're keeping it local and you're building like local tribes and troops and using things like Twitch to um, using things like Twitch to get ahead and Twitter, obviously that's where we met to, 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 to market and produce and build a brand presence. But, um, wh- what kind of, what kind of, I guess, overall like memento or theme or I guess mission statement would, would, would be like lesser known comics. Well, we use, um, we talk, uh, uh, you know, a lot about, um, you know, uh, art, art before profit. I think we want, um, you know, obviously, you know, I think if, if you make quality books and things like that, you know, like, um, you know, you got greater likelihood of bringing in profit and revenue, you know, so you can do all these things. Um, but you know, uh, good night, for example. Um, uh, so that was, uh, created by Franco Luna. Um, and he's one of our illustrators. He was working on stuff I was writing and he came to me and he just said, hey, I want to do something that's new and weird and kind of like, um, well, I, you, you just won't, you just won't understand it till I hand you the book, you know? So he made this book, you know, and, you know, I, I, you know, you just have to trust the, you know, the, the artist at, at a certain point, it's like, you know, Franco's competent. He's, he's, he's a super good illustrator. Um, and yeah, he made this, this thing that um, it's like kind of a suspense horror type of book and um we all got to the last page of it and we've all uh in our group chat just like oh thanks franco thank you for haunting our nightmares now for you know the next you know uh, even one of them uh gabe the creator of digital is a doom he was like i've slept with the light on in my room for the last like two weeks after reading franco's book um it's just uh um and it's just not something I really expected at all, you know, uh, from him. He was kind of doing like action stuff. He's working on a book that's like samurais versus witches in 1980s Japan. So like oh, for him to do, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that one too. But yeah. So for him to come to me and like, yeah, I'm going to do a book that has no words. It's all going to be black and white. It's all going to be suspense and you're not going to really get, know what you're getting into until it's too late. Um, you know, that's a kind of a weird pitch, but you know, we still did it. Um, and that's kind of our hope going forward is to be an incubator for, uh, creators. If, if, 
if you got something that's a passion project um uh that's not really something you can bring to like an image or dark horse or boom um or if you're a new creator that just you know you want to have a published book and you know you have the chops but maybe not the means or the resources to get there um you know that's that's where we want to be and and um you know we'll grow the company but at the same time all our contracts are written in a way that um uh, they can leave and take their stuff at any time um we do like um uh really small windows like it's it's six months um uh so um but if they wanted to leave early and we were able to facilitate that um we we certainly could our our dream is that any one of these creators is going someone's going to come up to them with like a dump truck full of money and say you know hey kieran or hey ray you know we're ready to you know um make tank mcgregor a, a a household name or you know turn death wish into a video game or something right it's just like yes you know like go <laughs> go do that and then come back and do something new with us you know right. um, and we'll eventually become that place where um, people go for uh something fresh and new and 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 like uh you said uh like you you you'd, you'd I guess like to think or would like lesser known commas to be an incubator um, for new creators um, perusing the, the website in in uh, an adulation of of my interview with you tonight um, I didn't see any place on the website at, uh, at lessernowncomics.com for anybody who's interested in going to see more about of their work and meeting the team and learning more about Mark and uh, all, all his great wares at lesser known comics um, I didn't see any place for like submissions. So is this like a, uh, is this like a kind of how we met on Twitter thing where like we're sharing each other's posts and then like he threw out that, Hey, if you like my stuff here, let's say, I love your stuff. Come on my show. And now here we are. Is it one of those things or, or is there like a process you guys uh, are building or kind of in the process of building or kind of go through, or is it just like, Hey, you make comics. Uh, I have something. I was wondering if maybe you wanted to listen and you just kind of like a, a makeshift pitch thing where you're just like, that sounds great, but I don't think that's where lesser known comics are. So, so what would be the process of, for, for um, incubating new talent, I guess is where I'm getting at. I think, um, you know, uh, so we always take submissions at uh, contact at lesser known comics.com. Oh. That's always the place that people can send stuff. I think we had a submission form at one point, but at, at, you know, you know, obviously, you know, being new and stuff, we've, we've, revamped the website a few times so we'll, we'll probably get a submission thing up as well and then we're also working on like our actual onboarding process and stuff like that because i think um you know one of the one of the challenges um uh with you know new creators um that like the biggest learning curve is um you know, how to operate in, you know, the social media spaces and do all those things that, you know, um, don't have to do with actually making your pages that, you know, help, um, you know, help people get to get to know your work and get to know you. Right. Because um, one of the things that seems like completely true throughout is that, um, especially in the indie comic scene, maybe not so much, you know, with the, you know, with the, um, the main, you know, the bigger publishers 
is that um, people want to know your story as an individual. You know, they want to be invested in you as a, as a person, you know, and, and um, you know, that to the extent that you tell your own story, um, there's certainly like a commensurate interest in knowing about your story as a, you know, that you're making as a, as a comic book creator. Um, and that doesn't come easy to, to everybody, you know, that, um, there's so many people out there who are sitting on a gold mine, but they're either, you know, got imposter syndrome or they're not comfortable on social media. They're not comfortable doing podcasts and things like that. Um, so, you know, a lot of times we'll have some people that are in our orbit, you know, that um, like I, I brought those like six or so that are like what I'd say, like onboarding, you know, so they're going through, um, you know, making their own comic and then they're also interacting with other folks on the team and kind of seeing all the things that they do, you know, like, um, you know, whether it's live streaming art or going on podcasts or doing an Instagram live or just, you know, getting involved in the, you know, in the indie comic community, you know, right. and, and talking to other creators and stuff like that. Um, so, um, you know, that way they're not kind of like blindsided with this whole like list of, you know, requirements of, you know, what it, what it takes to make their book successful when they're, when they're up at bat. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge mistake for a lot of people who go uh, straight digital commerce versus the distribution nightmare that you mentioned earlier. Um, um, in order for you to have a successful digital distribution product, uh, you have to you have to have a presence, even a little presence. Uh, you can't just plug it into Amazon and hope that the algorithm will give you passive goodies. It's it doesn't work that way. Um, I'm gonna plug uh, I'm gonna plug a book I recently bought on Amazon. It's called Brand Storytelling. Uh, it was written by author Mary Rodriguez, who is a winner of the the Book of the Year. Uh, Stevie Silver Award winner, NYC Big Books, uh, Best Public Relation Book of All Time, Authority winner, Best Now, uh, Best New Storytelling eBooks, Book Authority winning Market and Public Relations Independent Press Award. This book helps you, um, and like you said, uh, a lot of people have problem building presence on social media, whether it's getting involved in so, so podcasting like we're doing now or building a presence on Twitter, uh, just, just by having a presence to let everybody know um, that you're a creator. Um, and then following others and sharing posts and kind of getting involved in the community. Cause I've been in the Facebook community for comics for, for going on over a year now. And you start to recognize the patterns on who everybody talks to and, um, which ones are niched and which ones are groups. And you kind of recognize all the tribes. It's almost like going to high school again. Some creators favor, <laughs> you know, it, it is, man. It's like some creators favor comics gate. And so they have a set of expectations that, you know, that follows a, a different niche from another group who might not believe in comics gate and goes completely independent and doesn't really use a lot of publishing structure like um, editorial, which is a huge thing in the, in the independent comic book thing that nobody seems to really get, but also um, doesn't really seem to want um, because of the control and aspect of like copyrights and stuff. But uh, brand storytelling um, uh, takes personal experience from someone who's been in Hollywood, who's worked for publishers, uh, movie studios, and kind of walks you through a strategy and gives you charts and structures and formulas on how to uh, quantify all your social media and your presence and kind of like make a loop so that when one person finds at least one of your presences online, 
um, they can also find your other ones. Like for me, Twitter and Facebook, it links you to my website, which brings you to any of the streaming platforms that, that the podcast can be found on. And if you read those shows notes, those show notes bring you back to the website and throw out all my social media. So regardless of where you are in the world of comics and pop tarts, you will always be able to find either my website or, or be able to interact with me on social media. And now that I have the newsletter out now I'm building that personal branding, like what you're talking about. People are, 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 are like purposefully diverging from these publishing and marketing cash schemes that, that beg your attention for a brand and they want to know the creators behind that. That's I, I think comic books, um, the, the world and community of comic books that keeps it going is such a unique crowd because they're, they're, they're more interested in the people who make them than the product itself. Whereas every other, every other kind of market, whether it be video games or upholstery, uh, furniture design, um, I, I'm going to exclude fashion and jewelry because those are straight up like the names of your favorite brands or the names of the people that made them. So uh, there's a big vested interest, uh, especially for like the female population um, for for those. And then uh, the comic books is just so unique as we care about the people behind what they create, because inevitably, like the writers who write the stories, those are going to be stories that um, are going to highlight your interest, your personal uh, your personal dislikes and likes. Um, it could be politically related. It could be gender, sexual, or any any other type of political related. It could also just be pure fun for the for the medium. So, like your your favorite type of action, or this is your favorite type of like this is the way I want horror to go. Or it could be just an expression of how you feel. Like people are ideally interested in that one person. And so that that's a it's definitely a good way to get um, vested into your product, especially if you want to grow into something and, and touch a lot of people. Uh, even if you're not trying to do the big the big publishing thing, like you guys are just kind of art before you know art before uh, before price tag, where it's just like we want quality art and that's going to attract our our people eventually. So which is a good which is a good it's a good plan because. Um, creating a comics company, as I've talked to with with other people, including like Michael Nunley from Omens Comics, and um, uh, a bunch of other creators, uh, including on a daily basis that aren't highlighted in the podcast, because uh, my work does it does invite me into a lot of the uh, the personal aspects of individual comic book companies as we service comic books um, on crowdfunding platforms and help companies like, like less known comics on crowdfunding platforms. I get to see like the day-to-day -day operations and all those nightmarish things that you, that you were talking about earlier, but, um, it's, it's yeah. a good, good business plan, man. Cause the, the slow and steady wins the race has always been like the tagline. And that's true, especially for the smaller publishers, like image didn't used to be as big as it, as it is now. Uh, dark horse didn't used to be as big as it is now. Like all of them, all, all those were like, slow starting with several good titles and now they're just they all have like over a dozen titles now yeah and 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 i've been uh so blown away at um you know the indie comic community um it just uh you know the amount of people that i'm able to reach out to you know yeah. and and share you know hey I've, I've been really frustrated with this because you know i you know i invested a bunch of time you know thinking that this was going to you know help us um you know grow and it you know 
it didn't work out that way, you know, getting their feedback, you know, and, um, you know, we have, we all have different journeys, but, you know, we're all, you know, trying to, um, you know, get at the same thing is, you know, you know, realize, um, you know, all these stories that we're trying to, you know, create and, and share with as many people as possible. Um, so that's always been, um, something that when people come to, I, one, I'm always blown away when how many people come to me and, you know, ask for advice. You know, I had, um, a call last Friday with somebody who, you know, it was their first Kickstarter they were doing. And I was like, you know, I'm by no means like the Kickstarter expert, you know, but I can certainly sh tell you all the things that we've done wrong in our, you know, uh, <laughs> campaigns. Right. Um, and, you know, and things to avoid and things that seem like they'll be easy that, you know, become complicated. Um, and uh, so, you know, anybody who's getting into it, you know, um, it, you know, building that social media, you know, tribe, uh, just because social media is the way to go when it comes to just reaching out to people from diverse backgrounds and, and experiences and stuff like that. Um, you know, just just reaching out transparently and saying, hey, you know, I'm trying to get in this and I'm trying to do like you, you know, um, a lot of people are busy. It takes them a while to get back to you and, you know, don't take that as, um, you know, that they're, you know, mean or disinterested and stuff like that, you know, just, um, you know, you know, if, if you're persistent with the right group and, um, uh, and you keep asking questions and, and finding those folks that will support you and, and also just give you some positive feedback, um, it, it'll, it'll make a world of difference. Um, and, you know, like I had said earlier, like, especially on those, especially on those down days where you're just like, man, I'm, I can't seem to be getting anything right this week, you know, and, and having somebody, you know, that you look up to be like, yeah, I've been there, you know, I've been there. <laughs> and then yeah. like, you know, um, my buddy Isaac, who, you know, did a, you know, uh, recently did a Kickstarter that, um, you know, did 10 times as much as, as, as what you know, we're doing, you know, um, you know, he, uh, you know, sat down with me and, you know, you know, was like, Hey man, I, you know, uh, this, is this is part of the process. You know, you gotta, you gotta, it's like rolling a snowball, right. You know, it, it just takes a while and, you know, it, uh, and, you know, just keep, keep sticking to the fundamentals and, and, you know, keep doing what you're doing and keep asking people for sanity checks. Um, and, uh, it's, it goes back to that uh was i don't know if it's a confucius quote or a dalai lama quote not not it's not a matter how fast you go it's just a matter that you keep going um totally. you know and you just got to keep that in mind <clears throat> that's that's kind of like a, a a variation of uh slow and steady wins the race uh consistency uh even over quality um as as oftentimes been um been the success story for even a lot of bad writers who have published book through the big two and even some of the the lesser known uh bigger publishers um not because they're bad writers but because they probably weren't as good as some of the people that should have made it but because they weren't as consistent uh or maybe their deadlines were just uh, a little later than you know those who who succeeded um they got to go you know they got to go up to, to, to the winning board before they did. And also to add to that, I've always been told that always be ready for the opportunity. There's nothing more embarrassing 
or pridefully distracting than being offered an opportunity and not having anything to show for it, but the ambition of the opportunity itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, I think a lot, there was this uh, interview I was uh, listening to with uh, Mike judge, um, you know, creator King of the Hill. Yeah. And, you know, he showed up to, you know, LA, you know, when Simpsons was in their heyday and he's just watching these shows come out, you know, every week. And he's just like, I, I couldn't write like that. You know, if I had a hundred years to write, you know, and um, there's always going to be somebody out there. That's just um, where they are seems like an impossibility, you know, and, and, yeah. um, and I'm trying to get better at the headspace. I used, you know, I used to play music, and um you know we used to play these shows that were they were fantastic you know they were they were you know uh three four hundred you know person venues and i didn't appreciate it at the time because i was just well why are we not at the thousand person venue why aren't we you know on a big tour you know with whatever band and you didn't let yourself feel the sunshine yeah you know and you know you just you you know, just, just take a, you know, get yourself a gratitude journal or something, right? <laughs> like just, you know, uh, you know, and, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure, um, you know, uh, same with the folks at image, you know, um, you know, I was watching that documentary, um, you know, uh, even in their darker days, you know, I'm sure, um, there, there was a lot there, um, that they wouldn't trade for the world to be, you know, back in, you know, that the excitement of, you know, just getting something off the ground. Oh yeah, absolutely. And for them though, it was kind of like, um, it was kind of flighter, 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 was it fly? Damn. What is that saying, man? Fight or flight mode. Cause I mean, a lot of those creators walked away from the big two with no payday. I'm sure they had some saved up, but you know, it takes a couple couple months at least to push out a book, you know, then with all the publishing knowledge they had, you know, they had to go straight to print or, or else they wouldn't have anything. So I'm sure a lot of them uh, didn't stop to smell the roses either when they first started. But I, yeah. I do now. But that's so that's so integral, though, to the to the creative process. If you don't if you don't stop and smell the roses, man, you miss out on a lot of things. Um, even if you do get a second chance, you're always going to regret that time when you like. And I should have just, you know, stopped and looked at the crowd and just seen everybody enjoying what I produced and just, just telling myself that, you know, I did this and I deserve great things. Yeah. I mean, if you got kids or like a puppy, it's like the same way, right? <laughs> like you, you, you prefer that the puppy isn't peeing in your, in your house, right? That it was potty yeah. trained, but like yeah. at the same time, it's never going to be that cute and adorable, you know? <laughs> That's <laughs> like, true. <laughs> That's same thing, same thing with kids. My 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 eldest daughter is doing potty training right now, and it's it's uh it's not always a great day. But you know, well, I, I, number one I, advice know. for that is um, <laughs> no liquids after seven, and make sure make sure you walk them to the bathroom before they go to sleep, and um, when they wake up, and like adamantly, like as soon as they are alive and active. Uh, four weeks of that, and my my son's like almost five now, but he hasn't peed the bed in over a year. He's had one accident, and that's because he had a sippy cup after ten o'clock, and and uh, he he had took a really late nap and didn't have any dinner. So 
that's kind of on us, but sometimes things happen that way. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, 100%. Um, I'm also One recommendation I would have is also, I got a, I got a three-year-old and an eight month old. I would not recommend starting a comic book company right <laughs> wedge between those two. I am, I am literally shocked <laughs> at the amount of quiet time you have right now. Um, I would not be shocked if you were in your car on your phone. <laughs> yeah. I'm downstairs. I got them. Yeah. I got them to sleep. Uh, luckily yeah, I'm on the East coast. So uh, they, they were, I got the final noises, you know, you get the little noises from the room, you know, when there's quote unquote should be sleeping, started to die down about a half hour ago. Oh man. God bless you, bro. Oh man. So that's awesome, man. Why well, I appreciate you talking about yourself and your comics. Uh, what you, uh, I haven't done this in a long time. I used to, when I started this, I used to, I used to ask creators, if you ever got the chance um, to meet one of your influencers, and work on a project together who would it be and on what project would it be on it could be something that they that you grew up that they did that you loved or it could be something that you love that you're doing now or want to do with them on it you know um it's actually a recent discovery um so uh i got um uh x-men grand design uh by ed Piscor. um and it's it's an insanely well done um well it's a, it's a, it's a set of books but um it's essentially his love letter to like the x-men universe and um so he it's it's kind of you know history and sequential art you know um and that was what made me be like man i i want to build the universe like I I, I, I want to do that you know um, and uh, so any you know I, I'm sure like you know I've, I've had the chance to meet you know some of my my heroes and I'm sure I like creep them out you know just by like being like too starstruck you know but I right. hope I hope I have the chance to creep out Ed Piscor and then more ideally you know um, you know it'd be great um, that uh you know, to work on something like that as well, where um, we found something that we were both, you know, in awe of that we wanted to work on a love letter for um, uh, together. That would be, that would be uh, a dream come true. Awesome, man. Now batch four is going to end in about two and a half weeks. Uh, what is on the horizon for, for lesser known comics or can you speak to that at all? Yeah, we have, um, so we we have charted out um through i think batch eight we have all the books um either you know um you know done or you know they're just getting letters or or in you know prepub um which is where they go to our graphic designer um and uh so you know we're hoping to be releasing a kickstarter you know every you know, month and a half or so, um, gives us, uh, you know, about four weeks to do the actual Kickstarter and then, um, you know, two to three weeks for fulfillment. So the nice part is that, you know, having that bench, um, we're able to like immediately fulfill on our Kickstarter so that we can uh, get the next one out. Um, the next one up, uh, um, will be the headliner for that one is the next one of our so i worked at the mall series um which is done by char 
Yeah, by uh, Charlie Ragnarok. She's our creative director, and um, she's amazingly talented. She started out as an illustrator working on my stuff. Then I read her writing, and I was like, what are you doing illustrating my writing? You need to, your writing is way better than mine. Like, you need to be doing your own thing. Yeah, that, um, so, that title is really humorous. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and they're all based on very true stories. Um, so the first one, and I was astounded, was uh, the, the vampire cult story, which was um, um, uh, her manager when she was working at a shoe store, started dating um, uh, somebody who was uh, this chick that was member of a vampire cult. And then that vampire cult tried to infiltrate them all. So she was like, this has got to be a comic. So that was the first one. And wow. uh, the next one is coming out, uh, should be by the end of June. Um, but yeah, we'll be, we'll be releasing these batches, um, you know, um, uh, for the next, you know, at least two years, you know, that we, we have charted out. That's amazing, man. And also impressive and comics and pop tarts will be here watching and, and making sure we get you on the podcast so you can promote those and talk about stuff. And hopefully our relationship grows and thrives and maybe shit, maybe we can even work on something together. Um, I, I'm, I got a book coming out this summer um, with the partnership of um, uh, Jod Nwari and Q Logic Entertainment. And this, that series goes well. Um, should have that finished up in a couple of years. But I, I have smaller projects here and there that I've been working on. I'm going to pitch a uh, smaller anthology. Uh, it's based on cats and dogs and how humans feel about them, uh, which seems to be popular. And it's got a really Rick and Morty theme theme to it. That uh, I hope to get a lot of creators on board, so I'll definitely be reaching out to Lesson on Comics for talent. That sounds yeah, like absolutely. right up you guys' avenue. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, wherever we can, um, you know, we try and share um, whatever resources we have. You know, so one of the uh, easy ones for us is, um, you know, anytime we have a print run going out, um, you know, other creators can reach out to us and and you know try and get in on our you know our bulk printing rate you know so that in they might be able to get their books for cheaper um or yeah just um, cross promotion and things like that you know so whatever it is and whatever way we can help um you know we're we're always here because we strongly believe that if you want to make indie comics you 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 got to be supporting indie comics um there's um you know it's 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 a team effort absolutely man i couldn't set up better myself sir well, anyways, man, I, I, I thank you so much for coming on the show and thank you for taking time away from your family tonight to, to talk about comics and promote lesser known comics. And now it's not so much lesser known to me and my audience. Uh, nine, six to nine countries around the world now. Um, we're on Spotify, Google, Apple, hopefully one day Pandora and iHeartRadio, but Amazon will do for now. Um, you can check us out by going to comics and the letter N pop-tarts.com. Sign up for our newsletter, get a free 28-page comic from our friends at Limitless Comics, another indi uh, another independent comic uh, group out there supporting indie comics all day long. You can follow us on Twitter at comics underscore Pop-Tarts or on Facebook at pod podcast with Pop-Tarts. And um, be looking out for lesser-known comics. You can follow them on Twitter, IG, um, and also Facebook. And I believe it's at lesser-known comics. That's correct. Right? at Lesser Known Comics tag for all three of those. Uh, I'll be posting uh, links to Batch 4 and more of Lesser Known Comics stuff in the show notes. Uh, thank you again, Mark, for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, everybody, yeah. for coming back and listening. 
Um, I'm Edward Mike, your host of the Comics and Pop-Tarts podcast. Welcome to the family. Keep creating and always stay positive. Good night, everybody. Thanks so much. 